Hello everybody and welcome to The Bit Effect. Today we will be talking about drunken sailors, whalers, and other varieties. Don't feel like an outsider because today we're talking about Dishonored. And that's the best I got. Joining me today on this eclectic group of people that are meeting in the Houndstooth pub are my good friend Mike. Well, hello there, Corvo. Who seems like a good gentleman, but actually has his way with ladies of the night, and he is not gentle. Next up, we have Luke. Hello there. Who surprisingly sold his brother into slavery to work on the coal mines. And Craig. Craig? Yeah, that was just me doing a silent introduction, because that's the way I play the whole game. I thought I'll just be quiet. Good. And Craig's secret <laughs> sin is that he actually likes Dishonored and should be shot in the square. Now, a little bit of admin before we get going. Uh, I recently moved, and my room is not set up, so it is all echoey and awful, so please excuse me that I sound like I'm talking to an empty auditorium. Now, somebody give me some stats. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the stats. So, Dishonored. It was released in 2012 originally, and then later on as a big pack with all the DLC. Developed by Arkane, published by Bethesda. I always say his name when it comes up. Directed by Rafael Colantonio. <laughs> now, I've, I, I went and searched back, and we have played four of Rafael Colantonio's games in this podcast. So, I heard this last time you said this on the previous show, and I was thinking, imagine if somebody who wasn't, who was like, I don't know, American, pronounced Patterson as Peterson. <laughs> Patterson. 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 Uh, yeah, so we, we've previously run into Raphael Colantonio. Uh, and... I, it feels like you're using Dave as sort of like your your safe entry into this. Going like, oh, Dave, Dave's a little bit Italian. That's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Deathloop, Prey, and what else? Deathloop, Prey, and what else did we play? Oh, Stranglehold. No. Um, Deathloop. Nope. Nope. More Weird West. Uh, so, yeah, same guy for all of them. Uh, and he's now left because he felt the pressure of developing a AAA game uh, felt more like making a product. So he's basically a hipster Dave version of a game director. <laughs> so wait, 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 like Weird West was too corporate? No, it, it was, he left Arcane because he felt like after Dishonored 2, it was just, oh, he was oh, being okay. pushed did Weird West. to make okay, a AAA game. It's, it's, he's, he's a really nice guy. I like him a lot. Uh, I met him once in my dreams on a submarine. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, it was released on all the platforms in October 2012, and as I say again, with DLC later on. And that is the stats of Dishonored. All right. Uh, who wants to give a brief... We have no spoiler policy on this one because it's balls old and it's Dishonored. Everybody has played it. So... Uh, who wants to give a brief rundown of the story? I have the Wikipedia open, which has a very good paragraph, so let's go with that. So it's uh, set in the plague-ravaged city of Dunwall. 
Dishonored follows the story of Corvo Attar, the last bodyguard to Empress Caldwin. He's framed for her murder after um, she's assassinated and her daughter is abducted. Corvo is falsely imprisoned by the Empress's spymaster and uh, six months later he is allowed to escape and the plot unfoils of is he going to save her? Is he going to kill everybody in the world? Is he not? It all kicks off from there. That's Emily Caldwin, played by Chloe Grace Moretz, who I recognise her name, but I can't think where from. Like, oh, she, she must have been a played by her. Yeah, that's her. Wow. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, big actors in this. I knew about Susan Sarandon. I didn't know about Chloe Grace Moretz. Oh, Susan Sarandon's Granny Rags. Yeah, Tim Robbins' mom. Yeah. Granny Nina Rags Hadley was Tim is, uh... Robbins' mum. Wow. <laughs> Ed Dowd is Michael Madston. Carrie Fisher's oh. in it. Well, to be fair, Michael know. Madsen will do anything if you promise him a pepperoni sandwich oh, and a that, beer. That's not <laughs> fair. He's a lovely man. Um. Okay, so uh, to the game itself, why don't you guys talk about your history? Because this was something that had a giant splash when it first came out. Yeah, I'll I'll do history. I'll, I can do history. So, like, Dishonored to me is the original thing that sparked my love of player choice, choose your own way to play a game because it takes a first person stealth game and it lets you kill or sneak and it gives you powers and it gives you choice and it lets you, like, kill people or not kill people. You can get through the whole game without killing a boss, which to me was always important. And it was at the time, like, Human Revolution, you had to kill the bosses, even though. You wanted to have stealth run, whereas this was just wholly free and amazing. So it just, ever since I played Dishonored, I just fell in love with everything. And that's why I keep on picking these games for this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I just, I love it. And it's, I, I said to Dave before we started recording, it's not entirely, I, I don't get driven by the story in this. It's very much figuring out this big puzzle box of problems and how to get from A to B without being spotted. Like I didn't I didn't really kill anyone in this playthrough. I certainly didn't kill any like main characters at the end. And I I got spotted once very early on and I was like, ah, I'd never even noticed I got spotted. But I definitely didn't kill anyone. And someone is chatting my door, so you just talk now and I'll answer the door. Yeah, that's a, I mean <laughs> so so of of PC times, uh, there was Looking Glass, who I believe were responsible for a Flight Unlimited back in the day, who then went on to make a load of rubbish games like Thief 1 and 2 and a Thief Gold, which I don't even know what that is, but it's gold. It's the gold um, version of Thief. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, that that all all had me thinking, eh, sounds interesting. Find, found them absolutely boring, beyond belief. Um so a few years pass on from there, and I start playing things like Bioshock, and I sort of go, "Yeah, this is kind of my thing." Um, and then Dishonored looked like it was going to get the best of both worlds, and I think that's what compelled me into looking at it. Um, I don't know what it was really. I think a lot of talk of the animals in the game, and sort of like <sighs> I'm very picky when it comes to my, you know, the look of sort of time periods and games, but this was just on the right side of, of what appealed to me. Um, and yeah, yeah, I was very intrigued, and I think I rented it out straight away on PS3 when it first came out, if I remember right. What about you, Luke? 
Yeah, so I can't remember if it was me or Craig got this game and then gave a shot to the other. I think it might have been me give a shot to Craig, but it was both like, wow, this is like a reincarnation of Thief, but playable and decent. Um, <laughs> and just looking back at my trophies, and I played this in 2012, and I've since played it, I think I'm on my fourth, maybe fifth playthrough. Um, so yeah, a game I'm well established with. How about you, Dave? Um, <laughs> all right. So th- this is something that much like you guys, it was word of mouth, right? Like I had a friend who we'll, um, we'll call him John because that's his name. And John's all like, oh, hey, you should probably play this game. And I'm like, sure. So I bought it on 360 and I played some of it. And then it was like, eh, I'll play this on PC. So I played it on PC. Uh, that was my first run through. I was not that impressed and just kind of went, oh, okay, it's Dishonored. And then, you know, it, it, in the back of your brain, it, it sits there and it's like, oh, okay, it's Dishonored. Um, never really had an urge to replay it until, you know, Craig had a gun to my face and said, do it. <laughs> and so I did. I replayed it. Uh, Mike, you brought up Bioshock. And I think there are a lot of similarities between this and Bioshock. Out of curiosity, did anybody else feel that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just the, the amount of powers and uh, just a general kind of uh, it, it does feel like it's environmental storytelling to us a smaller degree as well doesn't it really but yeah it's the same old sort of um, there's a background to a character there's a lot more if you want to go into it and that's exactly how this plays out you know that's probably what most of the podcast is going to be about the interactions with characters and whether the backstory affected us or whether we just killed them. <laughs> Presents. Uh, I know, yeah. Like I, I do get a lot of like similarities with Bioshock as well. I Bioshock's another series I love, not to the same degree as this, because where Bioshock I my playthroughs a Bioshock are how do I use all of these powers to kill everyone really awesomely? And it's the exact mm-hmm. opposite in this. It's how do I use all of these powers to circumvent security and go unseen? And but it's still got environmental storytelling, and it's got a same kind of like missiony type structure. Well, not the same mission structure because you've got the hub pub in this, but it's it's just ah uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. Well, I need to well, rein myself in. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll rain on your parade. So. <laughs> One of the things that I really struck me is is even though this is on PlayStation 4, it feels as old as Bioshock does when it comes to things like movement and control. Like everything feels kind of floaty to me still in that Bioshock vein. And no offense to Mrs. Chloe Grace Moretz, I'm sure she's a nice person, but the stuff they do with Emily is almost ripped straight from Bioshock 2, right? Like, am I the only one that also noticed that? Like, with uh, your actions decide how your kid turns out? In almost the same way? It's... Um, yeah. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, you only go ahead. We'll let you get it all out first and then rip you apart. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, dear listener, in case you didn't notice, I, I'm the one moron, uh... Who's like, nah, this isn't really anything special. Okay, so then let me start asking you guys questions because I totally could be just me being an idiot. D, 
did you care about any characters? Like Mike mentioned, were there any characters in this that that had any kind of impact? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that, that's it. I think, you know, um, a lot of the start of the game, I mean, the thing that brought me into it initially was thinking back on when I played it back years and years ago, and I was thinking, there's a couple of little twists here and there, but I think the weird thing is that you've got a guy called Samuel who takes you around on a boat all the time, and you never know what he's thinking, and you sort of like, I he did something you know completely different with him this time round. <laughs> he, he lets you know at the end, and if you've been a naughty boy, he fucks you right over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nautical Al Pacino fucked me right over. <laughs> um, there's, there's loads of... I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I've got like I'm less inclined to. I, I care less about the story in this, like most of these type of games, and I say it on every podcast now about that player choice thing. Like I don't really care about the story. I kind of I find it vaguely interesting that what you do affects the story, but I don't. I'm not fussed about Emily. I'm not fussed that it's like similar to Bioshock Two. I don't even process that really. Because I am all about the mechanical side. Like, I, I don't... Well, I, this could be anything, or it could be, can, you know... If I no. can uh, interrupt you like I always do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, isn't that, though, a failing of the game on both, like, Dishonor's part or Bioshock's part? Because there are games in this vein that you very much cared about the story, like Deathloop or Prey or other games, or Deus Ex. Like, why is it not a failing on the game's part that it doesn't grip you? I guess I think, like, you, you consume different media for different things. Like, not to sound arsy, but if you're going to watch a film or play a game, you're going to get, if you're going to get something out of it, it might be the story or it might be the gameplay or it might be this or it might be the whole package. And, like, I'm not saying it needs to be the whole package to be the best game in the world ever, but, like, for this, it just shone mechanically to the but I will replay this and replay it and I will never kill anyone in this. It's much like Deus Ex or anything like i I don't go high chaos at all. I don't find it fun. What I find fun is zipping about the place and you know like just it's just super satisfying. So that's what this part what Dishonored has in my life is that expression to just perfect being silent. And one day I'm gonna speedrun this just blinking everywhere and knowing exactly where to go because everyone's on our track everyone's on a loop you know you you want to get to that point where you're so good at this that you can just go zip 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 pop hide for five seconds and then move left and it like it feels like a heist or it you know where you're on camera it feels like something that you can really get your teeth into being cool and perfect and at that point the story doesn't really matter because you've seen it a thousand I times before. The way. I mean, the way that you can interact with it and the way that you can almost shape it by... Yeah, it's not it's not a lot of detail. It's not a lot of depth, but it's enough to keep you kind of interested. I find at least it's not, it's not Bioshock, but no, it doesn't it, need to be. I think the point of the story in this case is just to give you that initial reason of what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing. Oh look, that woman's been killed that I was protecting and that kid's been stolen, so I need to do all of this stuff. I love it. Stop me. Stop me. On, on, <laughs> on, I'm on, struggling on, on, with on. what you guys are saying here because it, it seems like no one wants to defend the story, but and I think the core story to it is a bit, you know, it's, it's a bit of a waste, but I think in between that all the sort of, any sort of 
you know, within mission sort of storytelling stuff is is really good. I don't oh, yeah. know. I, 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 I don't feel like it's like a substandard Bioshock no. or anything like that. And and I'm normally the worst person with a praising story, so I could be completely wrong. <laughs> I don't think you are because it's it isn't. It's like the entire wrapper of kid stolen, save kid. But every t- when you meet Granny Rags, you're interested in what she's up to, and then you go to the the guys that are making f- dodgy stims or whatever the fuck they're doing, and you're like, I need to handle this situation. And then you meet someone else who's like, well, if you don't do that and you do this instead, they, and it's all these stories fit all the pieces, the, the wee pieces of the puzzle together, so that when you go, you can either, you know get the art dealer's safe code to go and do this, to get a photo to do that, or you can just kill the twins and be done with it. You know, like... It, it's... I, I think also it's like, the story that you hear in a mission, it doesn't, like, you You never feel like you're following the canon version. Well, yeah. you, you're feeling you're following your canon version, and it doesn't matter whether you chose, whether you made the right or wrong choice in places. And it always feels quite, quite true to itself, you know, apart from probably the ending, where it basically just patches together stuff and stays quiet when it realises what a mess you've made of its, <laughs> its system and doesn't know what to say And for Samuel is just like, this <laughs> guy's a dick! <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never see you again. <laughs> I mean, the outsider piece is quite interesting as well, and um, I think we've all dabbled with the DLC, which has mm-hmm. just expands on the world. I, yeah, I, I, think I agree with Mike. I think this is quite a complete, complete story. I I think it's it, I think the co- the components of it are complete, and the levels are complete, and what you can do inside each. But every time I see the outsider, I'm like, oh, not you again! Just you love the sound of your own voice and the smell of your own. That's farts. not Michael Ironside, is it? <laughs> like the outsider bit is just an it's. It tells you why you've got powers, but then he just keeps fiddling. And because you know the story, because you know he's just a dick, and he just likes footering with people, you're like, oh, mate, just leave me alone. I'm fed up with this wobbly world. Let me sneak around Yeah, there's the really town. no way to tell uh, Black Hole Johnny Depp to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I So, okay. So then let, let's break it down a little bit, because, Mike, I'm hearing, like, you really clicked with the story. Craig was too busy staring at bricks before he could pop out behind a guard. And and Luke, you seem to have probably the most well-rounded because I, I don't like the story at all. So, does the setting interest you guys at all? I Oddly. think the whole plague yeah. thing, <laughs> low chaos, high chaos, I think that's the one of the most endearing things about the game. I, I love the fact that it's, it's, it's that your reactions, rea- or the, the story reacts to your actions. And maybe it's just small details, but... Yeah, I, I like that. I think that's 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 enough. Yeah, I on the low chaos, high chaos, and the everyone knows that there's more rats and high chaos. Reese is playing through this just now, and seriously, he's in like third or fourth mission in high chaos. There's rats everywhere, and he's got himself into a place where his autosave is in the corner of a tiny room, and he's got no health, and he's just basically fucked, <laughs> and he's like. Daddy, help me. And I'm like an hour later, like tearing my hair out, trying to navigate him out of this really tricky... He was stuck in the art dealer's house for forever. You know, like just... Oh, but even he he absolutely loves it. He's just... um, Yeah. 
Fuck. Fuck. Sorry. So, Sorry. Dave, is, is your complaint for the story just that it's kind of ripped off another game and doesn't have enough depth? Like what? No, you, you, no like, like, um, for me, like, I'm willing to kind of shrug and say, eh, I guess it's not for me. Um, yeah, yeah, the totally. setting, the setting I find a little boring and none of the characters really jumped out at me. I, I don't know. Um, like I agree that the, the low chaos, high chaos thing is awesome. The only problem I have is my game must have been bugged because I've never been able to get low chaos to work. That's because um, you kill everyone, Dave. N- no, 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 no. That can't be it. So every time I try low chaos and I kill everybody, it just doesn't work. There's still always rats everywhere. So I must have a special version of the game. Well, this um, is something I've been maybe thinking. Maybe that's a... Like, right, oh, go, you go, quick. Quick. go. No, you go. Well, maybe that's a good point to segue then. So I'm traditionally high chaos player and I have, I think, yeah, at least four playthroughs of this game. And the last one I've done was low chaos. And just to state, I hate stealth. I can't be asked with it. I can't be asked learning mechanics of where people move. The only reason I got through this game in low chaos is because of Blink. And Blink is the ability, if you've played Deathloop or you've played this game, you know what it is. You teleport around and it allows you to kind of zip past It's kind of like Arcane's thing is the Mm -hmm. Blink. Well, they've since come out and said that all their games are in the same world uh, or in the same uh, universe, which kind of makes sense. So... um, but yeah, that like it's such a different experience playing it in low chaos. It's like, yeah, and it, I think I respect it more now that I've finally done it and got through the the, the low chaos run. But I, I mean, I can understand the high chaos with the special abilities. You just kind of feel like you're in god mode sometimes it is a case of teleport behind you and like some of the things you can do is crazy like you can zip through like 20 enemies teleport around them chop off their heads catch them throw them at other people slow-mo shoot them or like one of the trophies for example is possess somebody um after they've shot a bullet or sorry slow down time so that they shoot a bullet, possess them, run them in front of the bullet, and then unpossess them so that they then shoot themselves. This game is bonkers when you think about it. But in High Chaos, especially on the lower difficulties, I could see why it could get a little bit boring if you don't like the mechanics of the game. Is that where you're at, well, Dave? Well, okay, so here's the thing. Like, like the way I play, like if Craig is a ghost, I am the Terminator. I start and I start walking towards the objective and nobody is going to stop me. Um, I don't, I, I, this time I did one mission, uh, low chaos. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to at least have to talk about it. And I did the game up until the brothel low chaos. And it was the most boring thing in the world. So I was like, nope, can't do it. So then I went terminator mode. See, um, yeah. see that, see this, see this. Like, I know this is just a difference of opinion and stuff, but, I often wonder, and it was what I was going to say earlier before Luke rudely segued. You didn't even just interrupt. You segued off into a different... Anyway. Um, is you know how I did it, the... though? I actually started again so that your edit would be really <laughs> clean cut. But you didn't do that to me, so I'm not going to let you get away with that. This is staying in. I know. Um, as, <laughs> as our like, difference... In, like, I love... Say that brothel. The brothel that you get to, where you've got to get an art dealer's uh, code and somehow subdue two other targets or, you know, do the non-lethal version of that. 
I would blink up to a balcony and sit and look at everyone for... I could be there for like five, ten minutes just watching people and then maybe blink to a chandelier when I know that no one's going to see the chandelier and look nah, about for another wee while. The way you chaos is you blink, you wait a few seconds and then, sorry, you save, then you blink and wait for oh, seconds to see if you've been spotted. Then you do it again. <laughs> oh, I must have gone through each lower chaos level with about 30 or 40 saves. <laughs> oh, see, I take the greatest amount of pleasure and it's the same way I play Hitman which is a great way to explain this it's like a big moving puzzle of trying to figure out who's going where and doing what and manipulate things to get something to work but is Dishonored designed to be better in that mode than in Terminator mode like that's the my burning question is it that if you're Terminator mode it's essentially a crapper game than if you are in stealth mode now now see i kind of would argue opposite i think this game is designed more for the middle of the road than for one or the other because most of the powers are combat related most of the stealth stuff is kind of relegated to well if you want to i guess I mean, there's so, there's a trophy the, for just getting blink. You don't get any other power. You just get blink and get through the whole game. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah, the the best way for me to analyze it is it's it's just like a. Has anyone seen the new Batman movie? Relatively mm-hmm. new Batman movie. Oh, uh, Paul Dano one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's like that. I I was think in my head I was thinking this this is like how Craig plays games. You know, just like those first five <laughs> minutes of the Batman. Sort of like sneaking it, watching all the windows, watching for far too long. But then he gets violent at the end, and I thought that's that's more me, the violent bit. So <laughs> that is sort of like a best of both worlds thing. I try to do the stealth, and then it falls to you know, falls away. Yeah, but, Batman stealth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bat- Batman stealth. The arcane, arcane. Jesus, the Arkham games have have I don't know have the best literal Batman stealth where you do stealth once you're found it's so fun punching and kicking everyone to death whereas in this if I'm found I I actually feel like it's an inherent failure it's not a a, well now I have to deal with this situation it's a I've failed this mission I didn't I think that there is a little bit of sort of um you know not you can't be a hundred percent sure that once you've been discovered that's it sort of like there is a bit of a weird sandbox to it and you sort of think have I triggered it all? Or has it not happened? In some cases, you like you you might make a mistake, which does trigger everything. When you think, surely that's all right. But, I'm you know I'm a not, tiny bit of jank in it, I guess. Yeah, I I I hate the fact like I let I finished the playthrough for this, and I didn't get the trophy for the ghost trophy for never being spotted, and I was Ooh. like, what the fuck? And I looked and you back. Put all that through, effort in. Every chapter select, and at some point in chapter three, I got spotted once, and I'm like, I don't even, I can't, my brain can't even figure out when that happened, and it's so disappointing. I was going to say your your notebook probably says that character you were stalking for the last sixteen minutes was called Rupert, <laughs> three children, been divorced once, <laughs> but it's recently divorced. It's the thing that would cost me a trophy. Is- like, you come across Granny Rags in one of the towns, but if you terminate your way to the objective, you don't go up onto that wee ledge to go in and see her. So you might stumble upon her, but if you're stealthing, it's designed in such a way where it drives you to all these wee side objectives. 
That's true. Like, like, like the uh, impression I got was sometimes levels were designed around the Terminator approach. Like, Lady Boyle's party is designed to be a Terminator. Um, but there were some missions where it's like... Here goes, here goes to Paltingos. I'm going to kill all of these people. <laughs> I was going to say, that's <laughs> probably the one place that, that wasn't that, a Terminator. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Uh, for me, that was all I was missing was the box of roses with a shotgun in it. Oh, it was great. Man. I just... Um, but, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, other missions seem very designed to do stealth. Yeah. Uh, it's, and so that's why I, I think both both if, if, uh, you shouldn't be a hundred percent both in order to get the most out of it. Because uh, can we talk about the combat? For yeah, a minute? yeah. So the combat, for the most part, works really well. Um, there's a little bit of squiffiness involved with character models, like like how far your blade actually reaches is really hard to tell sometimes, and. Um, if I can just have minor complaint, it would be, do you know the, uh, not the mooks, but like the step above the mooks, like, I guess the lieutenants, they, if yeah. you get close enough, they kick you. Yeah. And then they pull out a gun. And then they pull out a gun. They're invincible during parts of that animation, which even if you sidestep that kick, you're swiping away at them and nothing happens. And that, that's a little frustrating to deal with, but on the whole, I think the sword play and, and gun play and crossbow play and all that jazz is kind of f- enough fun in this to support a game. Um, you, you mentioned there the crossbow, and my favourite of this playthrough was at some point I crossbowed everyone in a building and then took them all to the guard dorm and put them <laughs> in bed. I spent a long, a long, long time putting six men in bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I think what you're trying to say, body. Dave, is you love the game. <laughs> no, that's no. What it like. no. I, I'm trying. Like oddly enough, I think the the melee combat in this is actually better than it is in Dishonored Two. Yeah, and I think so I, too. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. Like I can't place my finger on exactly why. Maybe it's it's simplicity of just parry and repost kind of stuff. Um, I didn't really muck with powers at all. Did you guys muck with any of the combat powers? I mean, like I, the rats I didn't do and the tornado. With, I, yeah, I didn't do much of the dueling at all unless it was there was a power involved. Like normally, if I'm up against somebody, they're either getting shot with a gun, or there's the, the grenade or the razor trap, or I'm teleporting behind them, or slowing down time, or you know, unleashing the oh, rats. See, I didn't use any of that. Uh, this is this is the thought that was going through my head is I could see these two things. I could see Dave going, there's a guy standing on a balcony. I'm going to go over there and kill him. And I can see Luke going, I'm going to make him walk over there and then throw him off the edge with this wee bit of wind. <laughs> and he, you know, like, there's these different... It, like, the game accommodates both ways to play it and sneaking yeah. past a person as well. Like, I think that's the game's strength is it does all of these things really solidly. Oh, it does all of these things with a fair dose of jank involved. I didn't get a like, lot. I didn't get a whiff. No, I, I got a whiff of jank in places, and I got a whiff of unreal head in places. But <laughs> There's a lot of unreal, unreal faces. Head, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, unreal head Six sounds guys. a bit... <laughs> um, but I didn't get like I didn't get the feeling that it was unpolished or that there was jank in, in trying to sneak around someone or when you're spotted, you kinda go, Alright, that guy did legit spot me. You know, like 
Oh, that I can't talk to. Uh, but I can talk to like sometimes your mantling not quite working right. Or oh, the animation snaps in when you yeah, it, it. yeah. It's, okay, it gets fun. Or sometimes you you can walk on a ledge to a certain point, and then there's just like no solid point to that ledge, and you just plop through. Um, because I don't like while- it. That I I didn't upgrade my blink, and I ended up trying to jump up some bits, and you get that arrow, but sometimes it flicks between two things, and you're like, I don't know yeah. whether it's gonna do it or not. It's <laughs> No, so really yeah, I, I would say I would say it's not a like alarming level of jank, but there is a level. It's not one hundred percent silky in what it does. I, I think like, and I, I bring this up. I brought this up in Deathloop as well because Deathloop still has this. It it has a funny sort of tunnel thing going on where like if you have an if you set an alarm off, enemies will just continue to run at you, and you can just keep like if you've got a gun, you can just keep on shooting, and they'll just keep on coming. It's got that weird. You know, like, monster closet kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but that's where it's fun. It's like, oh, cool, right, here comes the next batch of guys. What traps am I going to leave for them? Where am I going to pop up? <laughs> like, who am I, I going to walk into the wall though, of light? Like, yeah. It's not as bad as Deathloop, because Deathloop was like basically a single line of people yeah, walking yeah. at you. Yeah. At least they vary a tiny bit. <laughs> I don't know why, oh, where see, I, I much prefer Deathloop to this. Yeah. But that that also might have been a difference between a charismatic protagonist and a protagonist that could be just a face on a cardboard stick. What the hell's my name? <laughs> the fuck's my name? <laughs> um, like, 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 did you guys care at all about Corvo? Also, really quick, can there be in if somebody out there right now is writing a book or a movie or or I, I don't care a, a child's play. If you could have an advisor to the royalty be a decent person for once in fiction, please, no more worm tongues. We're done. <laughs> like, we can't have one decent advisor. But did you guys care about Corvo at all, or was that all through the lens of, like, Emily? Is he just I... a link, though? He's, he's the, the, the nameless, faceless protagonist. You know, it's not... That, that's the way I saw it. It's an there isn't really a character there. He is, his story is defined by our actions, which is the whole low high chaos thing. <laughs> okay, I'll shut up. No, no, don't shut up. Because the first, when you said, isn't he, isn't he the link? I was like, the link between what? And then I realized you meant link, uh, not the link. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Right. Um, yeah, no, link I can. Sort of as soon as you, as soon as you have a voiceless protagonist, you kind of do take on that whole my actions are this character. My The only thing, like I felt angry that these people tried to imprison me and frame me for this because I've, at some point I felt like I've been on a boat for fucking ages and I hate boats and I came in here <laughs> on a boat and they're already, they're already trying to pin this mother on me. So I got quite, I got quite angry at that point, but yeah. Most, most for the most part, I didn't. Corvo isn't a person. Corvo's a you, uh, and there's only really irritating other cast members in this, apart from Samuel, who is by and far the nicest old man. That ah, he's a self righteous prick. No, come on. He only plays into look, a look, half look. the dose, Craig. Only half the dose. I know exactly. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. There has been a violent revolution. Mm-hmm. Many people are dead. Yep. These people 
are sending you out to kill the people that started the revolution. Uh-huh. And then they ding to, like, call you a terrible person because you went out and killed the people they sent you to kill? Bunch of self-righteous pricks. Like, what else are you going to do? But they're only doing that so that they can, like, they're using you to get... Well, yeah. But then why is Samuel all like, oh, you're a terrible person for killing that person we sent you to kill? Fuck you, Samuel. Because Samuel knew that you could have done it without killing everyone. Samuel's like, you've not played thief, mate. I've played thief. I know you can do this without killing everybody. Oh, so, oh, 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 well, I didn't notice the monocle and top hat on Samuel. That was my problem. No, like, like, the same thing, too, right? Like, in, I'm going to bring up Bioshock 2 again. In Bioshock 2, I could see a link between your actions and what happens with the kid. Like, there's a kind of link there. In this, I don't really see any link. So because you assassinated a bunch of terrible people... The kid grows up to be a bastard because you're set because she, she, she you're setting an example for her. That's the point. Yeah, like yeah. But so, she's been kidnapped for most of the game at, at that, that point. So you mean. Also, she's not seen you do half this stuff, has she? She's just been someone else's company for the majority of the game. She's read the game manual. You know, there's more. She knows there's more rats. If Carvo's killing people, the it extends into the DLC, like the the DLC. The way that plays is determined by how the main game ends. Like, if you end on high chaos, you have to go down a certain route in the DLC. If you end on low chaos, it, like, it permeates through that. And then the DLC links to Dishonored 2 and what happens in that. So I, th- I think there is more of a connection there than what you might be giving it. But it's not... Well, um, hold on a second, guys. Keep talking. My dog's going mental. Yeah. Is that a dog? <laughs> I thought you were just swinging on your squeaky chair. <laughs> That was just someone going, right? Well, we just cut him off. Well, we cut him off, and like, uh, I mean, I, 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 he's there was one line where he said it was really fun. I think we could just go to final thoughts and just put that piece in for him. Nothing else, just it was really fun. I mean, I could, (laughs) I could cut them all. I'll cut them all apart from it was really fun. It's the only thing he says in the entire show. We could also do a ghost version of this and just never release it and nobody will see it. What, like the ghost version? We could say we did a ghost review of Dishonored. Like the ghost Hmm. version of, what do you call it? 3D Island version of... Oh, fuck, what did we do that we never released? Because it was so bad. Castlevania, was it not? No, no, no. Oh, no, me and Dave recorded something. Uh. And, oh, Mist. The mist. Oh yeah, mist. Oh, yeah, we recorded. I saw mist. that in the schedule. Like, how do you talk about that game? It's just... Well, there's a there's an unreleased episode. I'll share it with you because it's it's us ripping. It is the, the most vitriolic thing you've ever heard. <laughs> about I I edited it and and I could not put it on the internet. I was like, I can't, I can't do that. We must have been in a bad mood. Oh. Um. So okay. So so back to the show. Mist is terrible. And Dishonored is not as bad as Mist. I'll give you that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, like I, I guess I need... Uh, if the story is going to be about that, there should have been more steps between point A and point C. Like, like point B is missing. Like, why can't Emily somehow grok the fact that there are bad people and good people and I kill the bad people? I don't know. Because there's... Oh fuck! 
right? No, I was going to go down the same route. And you're, yeah, right. Tess, I get what you're saying. I was going to say because Emily knows that there was an a non-violent way to do it, but Emily wouldn't know that there was a non-violent way to get rid of the twins that involved. Well, to be fair, fifty steps. You're, you you kind of have the Batman problem of yeah, you kind of got rid of these people, but you didn't actually get rid of them. Yeah. Well, like sure, you you know you let the one lady get assaulted in a basement for the rest of her life, which no, I guess that's getting rid of her, but... Lady Boyle and Dishonored 2, you come across like a wee leaflet, you know, like a wee thing, and you read it, and it's Lady Boyle, over years, seduces the guy that captured her, kills him, and then takes over his entire estate. Like, now see, I always took that as Arcane realizing all the jokes that were made about no. it, and going, ooh, I <laughs> probably <laughs> fix that. I've got faith in Lady Boyle. Uh, no, but like like some of these people, the the non lethal way to take them out is a terrible idea. Yeah, the the twins. Castro and Mal have it right. You just kill them. Well, the twin the twins go into the mines. The guy puts them in. He, he cuts out their tongues, shaves them, and puts them into the mines to work until death. That's how you get rid of the twins, and it's horrible. Well, yeah, but if you want, but, the, but you Emily will take the right lesson from that. If you want the non, oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I get you. This is veering into territory that I didn't even think beyond the fact that I managed to complete that mission without killing anyone. Like I get to the end of the mission, I don't <laughs> kill anyone. I don't care how I did it. So like, I, I think I've done it. I think Craig or whoever said it, it's a sandbox. Maybe it was Mike. Um, I think that's maybe. Where we're all like, like when it when this came out to me, it was like, whoa, I am, I am a mad killer, or I cannot be, you know, like we've all got our own way of playing it, and maybe the story wasn't as analyzed as much as Dave has analyzed it. Like I, I never thought of it by this degree, but even then, I'm still like, I don't care. I can still zip around and like, let's this is it's there's very few games that let you behave like this. Oh, yeah, that's a fair enough point. What what I'm saying here isn't like, aha, I have evidence, Your Honor, this game is not as good as everyone says. No, this is just like, this is why it never really clicked with yeah, me. Yeah, no, I get I get your point. Now that you say it, I, I can't disagree with you. I know you're wrong, but I can't disagree. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> I'm full of shit. But, um... No, so, so out of curiosity, going back to arguably Arcane's beginnings, right? Has Has this sparked... Any kind of resurgence for you guys? Yeah, like it, it has for me. Oh, yeah, on, on the I, go look, cause... it it has for me. Yeah, I've um, I got the platinum for this. I then went and got the platinum for. Thank you. I got the platinum for Deathloop, and then I'm like, oh wow, I'm gonna go. I might go do the DLC for one again, and then I wrote, noticed I've never really finished Dishonored two. Oh, and there's Dishonored: Death of the Outsider. I didn't realize that was a standalone game. I thought it was some DLC for two. So I've got uh. I've got them on my to play to next, so yeah, it's it's worked out quite well for me. And it's weird because I, th- I said before the show I, I was quite negative on Deathloop, and sometimes, oh, in fact, not that often, maybe the first time, I found that game because I was playing it for the podcast and having to assess it and maybe trying to rush it to get it done in time. I didn't enjoy it as much, but then since going back to it, I've enjoyed it a lot more. So. It's a good experience, and I'm kind of now like, oh, maybe I should check out Prey as well. And yeah, that yeah, podcast eyes are very different. That is a fuck ton yeah. of words to just say you were wrong. 
That's in Terry. Like. <laughs> Just well, say, I pulled the Dave. <laughs> wow, thanks. Thanks. And by the way, by the way, I'm not letting the Last of Us 2 thing go. I listened to that. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm not letting the Red Dead Redemption 2 thing go. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I, so I, wait, look, like, I, I played Dishonored again, and I, I'm not, like, I wouldn't go through this game in high chaos to get a trophy. Like, it's not worth it for me. And I don't enjoy the high chaos, but I will replay Dishonored Two and Deathloop again because I'm like I really enjoyed Deathloop. The one I'm looking the most forward to replaying again is Prey. Like I really think that game is special, and it's now because of this show shot right up there. And the, I cannot wait to play Prey again. I cannot wait to see that window smash and see everything. Oh, oh that credit sequence. Ooh, 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 ooh. Honestly, I, I sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I sometimes just put that credit se- sequence up on YouTube and watch it. Like, oh, maybe every few months. music is phenomenal. <laughs> like, it's really um, good. Okay, so so all of that gushing aside, I have a couple questions that I didn't Google because I figured, you know, why not ask you guys? Um, you're my Google. So the open world in this, is it actually no. interconnected? Okay, so you can't go to a place in Mission 3 no. where you were in Mission 1. No. It's it's like, see, the original Thief had the hub area and then it spoke, literally spoke out to every chapter. Yeah. It was a different door. This is this, but instead of doors, it's Samuel taking you on a boat. You've got the hub okay. area and then non-interconnected areas. Okay, so almost like Deathloop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Um, would you guys have, like, how do you guys feel about that structure? Do you prefer the hub and spoke? Or would you like, like, a smaller world, but everything's interconnected? No, I, I like the hub and spoke for this because it gives you a chapter and a mission and side stuff inside that. Like, I think that's the key. It's each chapter is reasonably wide. It's not a corridor and there's other, there's various things to do. But it gives you that bit at the end It says... You were non-chaotic. You didn't get spotted. You didn't do this. Well done, Corvo. Now get back on the boat with Samuel so you can go back to the Oh, 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 it never said that, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I tallied tallied up my stealth kills for the entire game, Mm -hmm. and it was 12. Oh, wow. (laughs) I killed 45 innocent people. You did actually stealth kill more people than me because I didn't kill anyone. So well, that's because you're terrible at video games, Craig. Agree, you can just hit the button. A great, a great way to answer this is, or not a great way to answer it, but the way I look at this, an open world, vaguely Batman stealth game that you could think of as something like Far Cry Five. I hate stealthing my way through the entirety of that. I like going into a camp and stealthing a wee bit, but as soon as the shit hits the fan, I am happy. To like just shoot a thing and let tigers run out and shoot this and blow up that. It an open world doesn't like you feel like you can be completely unseen through all of it. Whereas missions and chapters gives you that wee con- contained objective. I would argue a little bit and be like Metal Gear Solid Five kind of does. Metal Gear Solid Five. I once spent an hour and a half outside of a town staring at it before crawling through it. Of course you it. did. Craig. Of course <laughs> like, you did. Like what? I, I that that game is as 
by far an exception to what I'm saying. That's something else. But that was that was dark times. I did spend an, <laughs> I did spend an hour and a half just looking at it, writing down where people were and figuring out where. Honestly, to go. I slid down cardboard boxes while shooting and smoking a cigar. <laughs> so like, it was perfectly fine by me. Um, okay, uh, I'm gonna start wrapping this up. Unless you guys have something else that you guys want to talk about. Well, how how about the fact that we've I don't think we've even mentioned the graphics yet. They're hug. They're they're terrible. They're ugly. They're awful. Oh, I, I think I think I think they're really painterly and sort of like put even Dishonored two in its place a bit. I, I don't know. There's something about it that just appeals to me. There's, yeah, there's a consistency I mean, to it. I put in the Discord a Google ser- image search to an artist that's listed in. I didn't just pull it out my ass. It's listed in the Wikipedia. But when you Google image search John Atkinson Grimshaw. There's a consistency across what he paints that you can see in Dishonored. This entire land has a feel to it, and it has a consistent, grimy, grotty thing to it that Dishonored 2 doesn't have. Like, Prey does because it's in space, but Dishonored doesn't. Um, And I I think it looks fantastic. I really, really think, especially for a 13. 12, 11, 10. Oh, for a PS3 game? It was, yeah, uh, 100%. It's, and I, I just think they've, they've pulled it off because you always feel grotty. And you always, when you go into the brothel, you feel like you're in a place that's consistent with the time. And you're into the pub and you go here and you're, you're into the brewery. And you, it's all brilliant. And the whale stuff. Don't forget the whales. Yeah, I can't. We've not even mentioned that, have we? No. Well, I mean, they're just there to eat tins of their fat. Like whale blubber sustains me. What's the case with the the energy source and the sort of like it's, the the it's glue? Whale, it's what whale is blip. it? What does that? Yeah, what it, does it, that yeah, mean? it's like I never followed fat. the story of it. It's just a it's just well, a weird science canon way of saying we power all of this electrical shit with whale shit. Is this well, the I thing mean, that I mean, Sokolov's on about all the time? That is his shtick, or... Well, Dishonored does a really good job of hiding the lead of, like, whales are these weird Lovecraftian things. They're not actually whales. Um, I could have used more of that. Yeah, um, Sokolov's a guy that... And he's he's the, scient- the mad scientist that does, like, the... I took whale blubber and turned it into an electrical wall of death. <laughs> it's almost like a parody of Half-Life or something in some cases, isn't it? I don't know. Oh, I I don't know. I'm not that familiar with Half-Life because I don't like it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, I didn't play Half-Life 2 until the orange box, and by that point it was old hat and not anything special. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, oh, look matter. at that! Um, visual designer for Dishonored. Sorry, I'm live googling. Uh, Victor Antonov. I didn't try and pronounce his surname because I don't. Antonov. I don't. I don't want a Russian cruise missile down in my house. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> uh, he designed some of the city <laughs> in Half Life Two. Anyway. Uh, are we good to wrap it up? Yeah, I think so. Oh, uh, one last shout out is I do like the music to Dishonored. I mean, it would mm. never end up on my MP3 player, but it works very well in the game. How good is the sound effects coming through the controller? I like that. <laughs> Especially when you blink. Yeah. Oh, does it come through the controller? 
It did in the definitive edition. I was I was playing with the headphones on, so uh, you know I I didn't notice it coming through it. Sorry. Yeah, you get you hear the outsider say his little chants as you use the spells. Oh, wow! Good for him. It was um, strange that this was the first time playing the definitive edition. I I didn't know whether it was a uh, it's sixty frames over thirty. I assume in the original release. And then on top of that, I. I don't know. It, it looked quite nice, to be honest. But at the same time, I was thinking it looked quite nice when I played it on the 360 originally. So I don't know 100% what what other gains there were from this, apart from all the DLC, which I think was quite quite pricey originally, if I remember right. Yeah, in my, in my memory, this game will always look good on the 360. And this, this was a PS Plus thing, wasn't it? Because I had it for free in my library, and I was thinking... I was thinking, where, where did it oh, come from? Oh, I'm not sure. I think it was PS uh, Plus at some point. Yeah, I think I bought it. Well, oh no, actually, no, I played it on Game Pass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely bought it. Oops. Yeah. I, okay. Well, I guess Microsoft own that studio now, so it makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's right. Either way, it's going to Microsoft yeah. now. Um. Okay, so uh, normally I, we would I would finish out the final thoughts but i am very much in the minority here so i will go first and then we can have a nice gush fest um dishonored is to me okay it, it's it's all right it, it's nothing special like like to me this was another game that i played put in my library and went Meh. Whatever. um and that's it like it's fine in a lot of the categories it competes in and that's it so if you're looking for a game that'll make you go, eh, play Dishonored. Um, I think what Arcane ended up doing, like as stepping stones, this is by far the weakest game they've done that I've played. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, 2012 is a very strange year for games. Uh, if you look back at it, you've got some heavy hitters like Mass Effect 3. Um, not not a massive fan of that to be honest but yeah stuff like Journey which was my game of the year that year um, but it was game. all over the place a lot of it was, oh, here comes it was quite Craig. great <laughs> FTL was out that year so that's that's a, definitely a high point FTL but, far better than Dishonored oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think what works for me is that this but this game shouldn't work for me because I don't like usually that sort of that sort of look or it a lot of things about it, to be honest, um, but I think it just sort of it just sort of comes through as a, a, a solid game for me. It feels better than a lot of other arcane games. Um, I don't know what it is about it. Really, it's nice and brief. It's it's got enough backstory to it. It's sort of a I don't know. I don't know. I, I think arcane arcane can be pretty talented, and I'll keep an eye on them. Um, but. I'm sure I had a, another big point to it, but I forgot it. So, come on, Craig. Come on, Luke. Give me your appraisals. Uh, yeah, sure. So, I, I think, yeah, I, I can't really say anything more positive about this game than I already have. I just, I just love it. I just, it, it and mechanically, I think it, it's just brilliant. It's there's so many different ways to play it, and I don't think it's. I mean, it is starting to show its age a bit, but even well. It's over ten years old now. It's still, I think, one of the best games that came out on that generation, uh, for, for me at least. So, if you haven't played it already, then why not? 
<laughs> Just wear them out with it. Why not? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I know, mate. All right, Craig, close Craig this out. Craig, silence. Oh, I, I got it. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, yeah, like, I, I have already gushed enough about this game, but there's an interesting thing that I think... I slightly agree with Dave. I slightly agree with Dave. Slightly, just slightly. It is one of the weaker but amazing stepping stones in Arcane's history. But there's a really, really cool thing happening because Arcane split, and there's Leon, and there's Austin. Uh, so you've got the original French boys, and then you've got these American people just blobbity blooping about the place like Americans do. But the interesting thing is the Arcane Austin developed Prey, which is my favourite of the Arcane games. Arcane Leon developed Deathloop, which is one of my least favourite of the Arcane games. And there's a new Arcane Austin game coming out in Redfall very, very soon. Very, very soon. So replaying this has just basically given me that gusto to go, I love Arcane. I love every single game that they have had a hand in apart from Wolfenstein Cyberpilot. I've loved... Ooh. Yeah, no. no. Just, let's just not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> My favourite arcane game. Yeah, and, and I think they've stuck. They have a thing, and I think it's really rare to see a developer that you go, that's an arcane thing. You blink, or in Death of the Outsider, you throw yourself. It's not a blink. You're not invisible but the person's hucking themselves across the environment. You can kind of see them, and it it creates all of these weird things that you go, these people are really good at doing this traversal, killing, stealthing, blobity bloop. So I I am in love with them. It's probably like top studio barring adventure games for me of things that I love, and everyone should play all of these games. Next week, Blood Bowl 3. Um, I, I will say in, in, in defense of everybody who thinks I'm a moron, A, you are correct. B, I really like a studio that has a house style. Like, I think that's something that's fallen out of fashion a little bit. And I think it's very cool that you can look at a game and go, oh, this is an arcane game. How, I, I really like that. How often can you, if people don't like FromSoft games, they're not going to like... From soft games, and this is like you don't you go, oh, that's a from soft. Yeah, no, but that's a, very a out of the ordinary. Like, what are this? This is an arcane game. What other, what other publisher, what other developers have Dynasty that? Dynasty Warriors, Dave. How oh. many are you into? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's yeah, there's uh, Tecmo Koei. Uh, they have a house style. Generally bad <laughs> is their house style. Um, Peaked on yeah, the second game on the PlayStation 2. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> there's, there's other small developers that just have a house style. And you can't say the same thing for the big boys. Like, you know, Sony doesn't have one. Microsoft doesn't have one. EA doesn't. Activision. Blizzard used to have a house style. And then they burnt their house down and pissed on the ashes. So who knows? <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, I, I think I think Arcane as an entity, even if I didn't like any of their games, should very much continue. That's not something where I'm like, oh, they should change the way they make games. No, keep it up, guys. Um, next up for next week, we have Plague Tale Requiem. 
the sequel to one of my games of the year. I am so excited to try this. I have heard the scuttlebutt on the street is that it's way better than Dishonored. No, but I didn't say that. I said the opposite. But you're not on the street. Oh, hang on. Wait, like I'm I, just going to take my laptop outside. I took a recording of myself and played it out on the street saying, Ratchet and Clank is a better Zelda than Zelda. Now... <laughs> Um, if you it's have so anything to say, retro. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, if you have anything to say about Dishonored, maybe we missed something that was your favorite part of the experience, or maybe you think that we're all wrong and terrible people, you can do so at thebiteffect.com, where we also take game suggestions. If you would like us to look at something you enjoy and probably shit all over it, I'm sorry, Austin. Now, oh, I've got a question. Sure. Before you say now, it's something that popped into my head. In Dishonored, you pick up rune fragments or runes that you upgrade your skills. I will always, in any game ever, upgrade passive skills over active skills. Because I can never be asked to remember all of the different <laughs> things I need to press and do. What are your guys' take on that? Because I, I would upgrade, you know, like, my health and my stealth and this and that, like, passively. But other people, I imagine, upgrade all of the... I'm going to throw that person that way and throw that... I don't care what's happening in the background. I'm just going to throw people everywhere. Um, It popped up into, into my brain right now. I'm sorry. I, I tend to specialize, as in I'll pick one or two skills and just use those. Okay. And in this, it was... Uh, you'll never guess which one it was, Craig. Was it the rats? It was the rats! <laughs> because there's no bees! And so, yeah, I, I, I went through and, like, dicked around with the rat power for a little bit. But I can't say it was something like I built a combat around it. Yeah, I think... Oh, I'm going to say I'm, I'm the epitome of laziness in that I just basically went... I'm so lazy, I'm not even going to pull up the heart to find the runes. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies. That's the perfect answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they didn't do much for me. I, I didn't I didn't put much effort into them. Okay, right. Sorry, Dave, you said so. I said now. <laughs> now. So how much you listen. No. Uh, normally, we don't really... Uh, advertise too many games out because they are subject to change, but we have this locked in, in that next month's games are going to be, Craig, this is your baby. D Dave, I don't have the schedule up. I've got no fucking idea what we're playing. Oh my gosh. What are we playing? We are playing <laughs> the Strange Case of Young Poirot. <gasps> yes! Um, yes! I can't wait. See? Uh, we are playing uh, the the cases of young Poirot and Sherlock Holmes chapter one. Yeah, the young Sherlock and the young Poirot head to head, head to bald head. Um, so yes, those are games that you may want to take a little bit of time with. So if you like to play along with the show, get cracking on it. Um, other than that, um, I don't have much else left to say. Other than thank you for putting up with my terrible audio. Hopefully next week will be better. And gentlemen, I have one question. What do you do with a drunken whaler? You don't want to know. <laughs> uh, Luke, your answer? Mike, that was fucking ominous. I'm not going to lie. I feel... 
I think we should just hard cut with what Mike said. That should be it. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you next time where Dave is in rat heaven. <laughs> <laughs>